shock the system. Welcome to Dank Discussions with your host, Calican CEO, Maynard Breslow. In each episode, you'll learn from the trailblazers, leaders, entrepreneurs, and influencers in the ever-moving, ever-growing cannabis industry. We at Calican are passionate about cannabis and CBD marketing, branding, SEO content, and web design. If you are a cannabis owner and you know you need an uptick in business or an upgrade in the way your customers perceive you, come check us out at calican.com and schedule a time to speak with us today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Dank Discussions. Today, we're joined by Tasha Mueller. Tasha is the head farmer and owner of R&R Farms 1904. Thanks for joining us, Tasha. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. It's been uh, quite a while. You know, we uh, were chatting before and now a uh, uh, couple of kids over here keeping us up at night. But uh, that's what we that's what we do this stuff for. Right. That's what we're here. You know, talking about R&R Farms today, talking about you, your background, uh, kind of what led here. It's very unique, very cool. Um, you know, I'll let you tell the story on that. Um, but of course, you know, talking about uh, as well. Uh, CBD and, and those benefits, but really a lot about your farmer, right? And how not only can this plant give to us, but what can we give back to the earth, give back to the soil, how good it is and how really symbiotic it can be when done correctly. And then the future of the economy when it comes to uh, to this whole little uh, hemp love fest that we have over here and uh, how we can uh, benefit not just the earth, but also, you know, ourselves and, and, uh, and each other. So very good. A lot of stuff to talk about today, I guess, as I always say, uh, we'll let our, uh, we'll start it off easy. Let our listeners know where you're based out of today. Yeah. Um, we're based out of St. Louis, Missouri. So our farm is like 45 minutes West of St. Louis on our family farm. Cool. How big is this farm you got here? Um, now we're about 200 acres. So we, you know, we've sold off some over the years. Um, but it's been in the family since 1904. Hence, hence the R&R farm 1904. Correct. So, so this is very cool. You know, tell me about your background, you know, maybe your history with, with cannabis and, you know, what led to this now R&R farms 1904 and how, you, you know, this land that you've had here since then. And now it's uh, turned into a hemp farm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my background is, not at all in the cannabis industry. Um, I come from event planning for a corporate company. So I would plan big corporate events all around the world for Fortune 500 companies, um, you know, staying at Four Seasons and, you know, high-end hotels and planning these very high-end expensive um, events. Traveled the world many times. Um, and it was, I loved it, you know, and That's it was cool. also it was also exhausting and stressful. So it's one of the most stressful jobs. Um, yeah, but so my family lives on this farm. Um, I grew up on the farm. All of my family lives on the farm. And I mean, everybody, cousins, aunts and uncles, everybody lives on this 200 acre farm. Um, so me and my husband reside in St. Louis, which is 45 minutes away from the farm. <laughs> um, we love our family dearly, but a little space is good. Um, what 200 acres is enough space? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, no, just, I mean, grandma would call and be like, Oh, who's coming down the lane? Like, 
talk about having a hard time having a parties in high school. Like it was so hard to have parties when my parents were out of town because everybody would see who's coming down the lane, you know? So, um, yeah, but so, you know, I've grown up on the farm playing in the, in the creeks and, you know, getting lost and getting dirty and there's caves and all this fun stuff. Um, blackberry picking, I mean, you name it. Um, my family has always grown corn and soybean and we've had cattle and that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, I, so my husband is a life coach, so he is always talking about and reading about, you know, purpose of life and, you know, all these big things, um, deep stuff. And for years I was like, I hate my job. I hate my job. Like, you know, it's just not fulfilling me. And I was having a conversation with some friends one night at dinner and my friend's a organic farmer. And he's like, you need to start growing hemp. And I was like, I don't even know what hemp is. You know, this was probably 2018. I had no idea what he was talking about. I was up that whole night, like researching it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Like, you know, this was 2018, 2019 when it was, you know, going to be the big thing. The green green rush was still ongoing. The green rush. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this can help us save the farm, you know, because now we're surrounded by subdivisions, Mm -hmm. you know, corn and soybean don't really turn a big profit. Um, you know, and it's, it's a lot of work. Um, my cousin does all the farming now. So I was like, oh my God, this is it. We're going to do it. So this, this is kind of where the idea was born. I was still working for the event company. Um, and I went part-time, um, knowing I was going to start growing that year. Um, and then COVID hit, which was kind of the best thing ever. So that's kind of jumping around a little bit. No, that's great. And I mean, you know, talking about event planning, it seems like so much fun, but I think the fun of it is being at the events that you were probably making, right? For you, it's like, not fun. Like, I guess I'm traveling and I'm like on the road and I'm doing cool things, I guess, like in these cool cities, but I don't get to see them because everything's got to be perfect. Like probably the yeah. high level of stress, you know, for this stuff, you know, is, is just, I mean, I can't even fathom. That's why I love what I what I do and what we do, right? I'm in mean, cannabis. So talking about that transition, right? I mean, you know, what, how does it even feel doing with this, you now? And then we'll get into more of the details, you know, just like kind of that, that relief from where, where you were before and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll try not to get all Oprah on you and cry. Um, but it's okay. It's I mean, right. it was, <laughs> I've gotten I mean, tears out of a few of our guests. It's all right. We're, we're, we're... All right. All right. Good. Um, you know, so, I mean, I went from this high level, stressful job where I was waking up to hundreds of emails where at 10 o'clock I was, you know, PM, I was, had them all done, you know, I'd wake up and there'd be a hundred more. So I could never get ahead. Um, and it was just really soul sucking, um, you know, fluorescent lights sitting in front of computer all the time. And then when I was traveling, it was 18 hours, you know, working and, you know, just, just really stressful. So, when I finally convinced my family that we were going to grow hemp, which was um, interesting to say the least, my uh, dad is a retired Navy pilot. So when I said, I want to grow hemp on the farm, he was like, oh my God, we can't grow marijuana. You know, like that whole stigmatism, um, which by the way, he does take D8 now and he he's he's all on board. Um, Why not? He's probably chilling out <laughs> right. now. You know? Yeah, he is. Um, you know, so I went part-time and then COVID hit and- that first year we grew six and a half acres of him and 
it was, I mean, I was outside every day. That's the hardest I've ever worked physically. And it's the happiest I've ever been. I mean, it's just, there's something about being outside in nature, being in the sun. I mean, I live in the Midwest. It is hot as hell here in the, you know, in the summertime, like very humid. Um, and people who've grown hemp know how labor intensive it is. It's not just throw out the seeds and hope for the best. Um, Some people try that, but then they're surprised when it doesn't work out the way they want, you know? They realize that actually you need a little more than that. Yeah. And I mean, in our first year, we obviously did a lot of things wrong, but like we didn't have irrigation the first year. So we were hand watering six and a half acres on the back of a water wheel. So it was six hours every three days trying to water these plants. You know what I mean? I mean, it was, it was madness, but it, it, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And I, you know, if you were like, where do you want to be? It's the farm all the time. That was my answer. I always wanted to be out there. And I think pairing that with being, I mean, the field that we grow the hemp on is right next to the old house where my grandpa was born. Like, you know, it's just this cool energy that's out there. It's, I mean, there's so much legacy in it. There's so much, um, just simplicity in farming. Um, and you really are at the mercy of mother nature. Um, I mean, you can do some things to help, but you know, there was times where we would get six inches of rain in two hours. Like that's not great when you have, you know, little seedlings trying to pop out of the ground. Um, but yeah, it was, I love it. Like being in the farm and being a farmer is absolutely my favorite thing. And it's definitely awake in my soul. I can say, and, and then being around the plant, um, I see how magical the plant is. I've talked to so many of our customers who it's helping. And then, so that just fuels me even more to keep doing it. Yeah, I know. And, you know, as you, as you mentioned, right, it's not a place where you can just uh, throw some seeds out and hope for the best, right? But it's also not an easy process and not something that's easy to learn. I mean, how'd you go about this idea phase into like reality and, you know, doing it the right way. I mean, obviously you can mention the hard work that goes into it, but where do you go to get that knowledge base, right? Was there some consultants or YouTube or, I mean, I mean, how, how do you go to this place? A lot of reading, where do you get to a place where, where now you have your own farm and, and, and building that? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it was, I mean, research, just reading online, watching YouTube videos. Um, I did talk to a couple of consultants who, I, I somehow in my gut was like, yeah, I don't really need to pay you guys. Like I'm good, you know, um, which I'm, I'm glad I made that choice. Um, so my cousin, like I mentioned before, he farms all the other, um, mm -hmm. the other 200 acres. So he has a background in agriculture. Um, he's 30 years old, like, so he's young, he's energetic and, you know, um, and then my other cousin is a agronomist. And she lives in Washington state and was already working on hemp and marijuana fields. So go. she had this wealth of knowledge. So, I mean, she came out and visited. She was like my number one phone, a friend on FaceTime, like, Oh my God, what is this bug? Or, you know, all these different things. Um, I did do a couple like online classes. Um, honestly, it was a lot of trial and error. It was like, well, let's, let's just try it. So I bought 
seeds from multiple different places. Um, you know, and it was my family is my family come from farmers. So it was Mm -hmm. my dad, my uncles, my cousins, like everybody was out, you know, I have multiple pictures of everybody standing around scratching their head, drinking bush light, like, well, we got to figure this out. You know, it was just, I don't know. It was, it was cool. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, you say your cousin uh, works up in, uh, in Washington state. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a huge resource, right? I think that's what, that's where I'm getting at. You know, it's like, I think a lot of times people, they're just like, like you said, putting something out there and hoping for the best. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, you get this whole kind of like arguments between like, you know, the ag guys who are like, it's just another commodity. And then the guys who are like the master growers who are like, oh my gosh, it's not like anything. And I think it's somewhere in the middle, right? Where it's, you know, it's like, yeah, it is, you know, a commodity and yeah, it is different from other stuff that you're going to be growing, you know? And, uh, and I think, uh, a lot of times it's just something where you have to learn and a lot of times people to get into it and they're well-meaning people but they've never even smoked tried cannabis let alone know what what good stuff is not let alone you know and hemp's a whole another animal right you know it's still mm-hmm. fairly new in that regard right so it's it's always interesting for me to hear you know where people got their knowledge base from in this regard because it's, it's it is something that is you know difficult right it's one thing to be able to have just like a brand Right. It's one thing to be able to, to have, you know, then you got to find the right manufacturers and everything, but to be able to grow it, right, I think is, is probably the toughest thing of it all, you know, and it's getting a lot of risk in there as well. There's no doubt about it. So, um, well, very good, you know, and I guess so, you know, you mentioned obviously the love of uh, the plant and how this stuff is developed and how it's, you know, started off in your job and saving the farm and everything like that. And, um, but, you know, there's also this, symbiotic relationship right i think that we we miss sometimes right so to talk about you know you're, you're mentioning right the 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 plant right and not just like what plant give to us but like what we and the and the plant can give back to the soil earth can you get into a little bit more detail about that when you that yeah i mean i've read some some cool studies that are out there and people are up to some cool stuff just about how by planting hemp, like it can, it pulls the toxins from the soil. Like, you know, I read some cool study down in Florida where they were throwing hemp seeds out into um, the mangroves that people had dumped chemicals in just to extract the toxins out of the, you know, out of the mangroves there. And it's like, I mean, that's genius. Like how magical of a plant is that? Um, And then, you know, so I think it rejuvenates our soil and I can plant hemp in the same place year after year. Um, and then also it's like the oxygen return that hemp gives to us, like an acre of hemp, which I can grow in four months, mind you, can produce more oxygen than hundred acres of trees, which takes yeah. me like a hundred years to grow. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why every farmer isn't forced to grow it like they were back in the day. I mean, it just, Well, that's. I that's... hope we'll get there someday, but... <laughs> It's amazing what, you know, prohibition and this whole thing has done because, you know, in the cannabinoid system, you know, and we used to get a lot of cannabinoids from our animals who used to eat hemp that was, you know, growing and all over the place and everybody was growing it. And it's like amazing how we can just erase history and just completely rewrite history and just hide a completely fact about mammals and about what we need and, and something that's there just for the sake of profit and a lot of other yeah. things you know uh 
yeah fear i think a lot you know a lot of it comes from fear so. yeah but the, the fear was kind of manufactured right the fear mm-hmm. was like manufactured in order to you know it's a smear campaign right you know and it's something that just like has gone on for so long and like you mentioned right your dad is like hell no we're not growing that stuff you know i'm I'd I'd rather lose a farm and die before we're going to be pot growers, you know, and we're going to sell, sell drugs, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, but it's, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's cool that came around in that regard. And obviously, you know, it's not, uh, hard, you know, it's not only, uh, hard being a farmer and growing all this stuff, but, you know, aside from that, then you gotta sell the product, right. You know, it's, I think that's another thing, right. Is that a lot of times, uh, what we've seen and especially in the during the green rush right where it's a very sad situation because people they're like if you grow it they will come like what do i need to do step one grow step three profit you know and it's like there's like this whole middle thing is like what's there's step like two? 58 steps in the yeah middle. exactly <laughs> exactly you know yes. and it's like oh okay i mean you know so talking a little bit about you know i mentioned you know th- techniques or maybe stuff that you guys have done to not just grow the plant but to grow the brand to get yourselves out there. What are some of those uh, techniques that come to mind? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were just like you said, we're like, Oh, if they, you know, if you grow it, they'll come. Like, so that first year we're like six and a half acres. We had 11,000 plants. Like I had a full staff, like, you know, we invested a lot of money because uh-huh. back then you were going to make four or $500 a pound of smokable uh-huh. CBD. Like it sounded great. Um, you know, and we worked our tails off and, that's not the case. Like, you know, I'm still sitting on a bunch of it, like smokable CBD. And I think, you know, having marijuana become legal, you know, whether it's rec or medical, you know, in Missouri, the state of Missouri that hurt us. Um, so I think we kind of saw after that first year, we were like, wait a minute, like we can't put all of our eggs in this smokable market. Um, and I really wanted to portray that, like if you're buying from us, you were like, this is literally all of my family's hands are touching this. Like I care so much about this product and this plant. Like, so therefore it's going to come through in the product. Cause I've met many people that they just buy it third party. It's already produced in a bottle. They slap their own label on it and they're like, mm-hmm. look CBD. And I'm like, yeah. it just, it, it breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, where does it come from? You know, like, and I think it's very important if you're going to put something in your body, it's important to know where it comes from. Um, you know, so I think building the brand over the years has been about building trust. Um, I think that's our, our key pillar is to build trust between us and the customers. And I think one way we've started to do that is I was like, you know, the second year, or actually it was the first year I was like, we should do like yoga out here. I mean, these plants are giant. It smells for two miles, you know, before you pull up to the farm, like this is some cool stuff. So I reached out to one of my friends who's a yoga instructor. I'm like, would you come like teach a yoga class, like in the middle of a hemp field? And she was like, hell yes. Like this sounds awesome. You know? So we brought all these people out and it was, I mean, me and my family had never seen a live cannabis plant. So all these yoga people who are already like-minded, they believe most of them in the alternative, you know, medicines and that kind of stuff. They were like beside themselves. They're like, oh my God, this is really what it looks like. This is so cool. I've only smoked it or, you know, bought it in an oil form. So I kind of merged my background of events 
um, and my love for the land and the plant, like into doing these events on the farm. So by having yoga out there, like people get to see the plant, they get to smell it. And I'm, I, every yoga I do or every event I do, I do like a little 10 minute spiel. Like here's some history on the farm. Here's some history on the plant. Here's the difference in some of the strains we have, like come touch this one and smell versus come touch this one and smell, you know, talk about female versus male and um, just some of that kind of stuff. So it's like my way of weaving in some education because I've met people, they're like, oh, I've taken CBD before and it doesn't work. I'm like, oh, tell me about it. Like, oh, you bought it from a gas station, number one. And it was what, five milligrams. Wow. No, no wonder it didn't yeah. work. You yeah. know, like you bought shit basically, you know? Um, so I'm like, okay, we'll try this instead. You um, know, it's yeah. straight, you know, CBD mixed with organic MCT oil. That's it. And it's 50 milligrams. Let me know if you can tell a difference in your anxiety on that, you know? Um, so it's just having these conversations with people. And one way I've done that is by doing these events on the farm, you know, cause especially during the pandemic, people were dying to get outside, like dying to have anything to do out, outside their home, you know, and being, having those Instagrammable opportunities was huge, you know? So people are coming out, taking pictures with the plants, learning a little bit, you know, and, and doing something fun like yoga or, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it's been really fun building the brand that way. Um, and just being really transparent with people. Like you see that plant, it's going right here and here's the bottle mm-hmm. where it goes, you know, I think, and that's, and I'm always very open with, you know, ask me questions, you know, I'm the one that answers all the emails and stuff. So it's, it's building that trust. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, that's a big thing, you know, that's why you see so many companies that have all this big funding and they have the, you know, celebrity endorsements and then this and then you see them just like flop on their ass, right? They just like completely and they're just like, well, I guess nothing works over here. And it's like, you know, yeah, because, you know, above anything else, right? You know, in this industry, you know, you have to be genuine, right? You really have to be genuine here, you know, whether it be on the THC side, you know, whether it be on the hemp side, dealing with a different kind of customer base, especially at this point where you're still kind of with like, either people who are like in the culture or with early adopters, you know, mm-hmm. people who are still kind of like, and, you know, I know people say, Oh, the bubble burst. No, there's saturated, not even close. Right. Like it's like mm-hmm. people are still are so as long as there's stigma and we're still, you know, when I ask people what they struggle with and they're like education until that's not the main answer. Right. Like that we still have a long way to go, you know, as soon mm-hmm. as, you know, as, as long as people still have no idea that this exists or they're listening to, you know, we call Bubba my sis, right. They're listening to urban legends or whatever else it is or what they think or what some friend did, like you said, got it at the gas station or they got it on Amazon. And it's like, well, there's not even any cannabinoids in that thing that you just bought off Amazon. Like, yeah, know, it's shit. hemp oil. That's not it's totally oil. You know, it's like yes. you can cook with it. You're, you're better off cooking with it like that, you know, yep. but uh, other than that, you're not really getting too much benefits from it. You know, but, um, you know, it's it's just wild, right? So, yeah, definitely that trust. And uh, like you said, a lot of people, they just got into it. And I think, you know, for better, for worse, it does really suck what happened with, you know, the, the, the kind of bottom falling out of this green rush, you know, and 
the pandemic and but it did you know mentioned many times on the show right it did kind of do away with a lot of those fake you know fake players right those people who just mm -hmm. came in to just because it's a great market opportunity and they don't really care about the plan they don't really have any passion for it whatsoever like it could be they could be selling who knows what buttons on pants you know if that mm -hmm. was like the brush what everybody they you know i don't know whatever it is cross yeah could be anything you know and there's like okay we're getting on this now you know that has nothing to do with anything right so i think the people who are still around are those who were doing it the right way and who want to be here you know and in that regard so i've definitely seen a difference mm -hmm. in and who's still here than the people that i was talking to you know three four years ago so um that's definitely a good thing and like yeah you mm -hmm. know uh uh, trust is uh, is key that's no doubt about that so and i guess on the other end right you know um on stuff that you know obviously it's it's not easy to get stuff out there right so what's kind of the biggest obstacle that you're facing in terms of the other side right of getting your brand out there um i mean advertising you can't say cbd you can't you know like so facebook and instagram like you have to be really careful with that um so i think that's challenging um i'm also pretty much a one-man show so mother of two, farmer, sales, marketing, shipping, you know, you're one looking mom at show. It all right here. The <laughs> one one mom show. show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I say, th I think that's also part of it. And like I've said before, like my favorite place to be is the farm, you know? Um, so I, I think it's, I would love to have a, a sales force of five people out there selling, but that's, that's not where it's at. So. Uh, definitely definitely no it's uh, it's hard running the operation here you are coming from you know a whole another industry and um excuse me i'm gonna my, my wife is here with the baby oh you want to see my wife yeah. my baby real yes quick? i want to see the baby show me that baby here's little, <gasps> here's my Hi. Wife. Here's little Hi, sweetheart say what up to oh my gosh you're so cute <laughs> hi babe he's like mm. oh man oh look at those baby cheeks Hi, buddy. What's up, buddy. He's got so much hair. I know yeah. he came out like this, you know. Oh, it's grown I in the last five it. months, but he came out like, you know, that was the first thing I saw. I was in the delivery room, like, oh my goodness. You're like, look at all that hair. hair. Oh, oh. Hi, mom. Hi. Hey. <laughs> right now, she has a ten-month-old. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And a five-year-old, five and five and ten months, right? So five and ten months. Hi, buddy. Hi. Oh. And now I'm like, you just want to keep them little. Okay. Yeah. You want to take them with you? I don't know. The carrier's in the car. Oh, okay. We can stay here with me for a second. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. He can chill with us. Well, yeah, we can continue here. Hopefully, it doesn't get too frustrating. He won't. All right. Thanks. <laughs> he seems intrigued. Yeah. Well, you want to get on the podcast? I know. I'm, I'm not Elmo, but, you know. Hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hi, bud. What's his name? Asher? Asher, yeah, yeah. Asher, hi. Spell hi, that. sweetheart. Spell like Asher, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so cute. How much does he weigh? He's now like 13 pounds. He's a small nice. guy for his age. Small yeah, guy. but. He was born uh, five weeks early. He was six and a half pounds when he was born. So he was normal size. You know, he was going to be nine pounds. You know, they were like, they were like. First Your wife's like. Sexual <laughs> diabetes. They're like telling, they're like, he's so big. You for sure have gestational diabetes. Like, get tested again. We did it like so many times, never had it. He was just like yeah. growing really big, you know? And yeah. yeah, he came out five weeks early. 
you know, which um, is a good thing for mama. I think, I think nine pounds uh, would have been a different situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different situation. You know, and he came out healthy, thank goodness, you know, when he was young. and, uh, and he's a, he's a fun guy. Isn't that right? Isn't it so funny how fast? Cause you're like, Oh, I remember like having to hold their head and like, yeah, you're going to break them. And now, Oh yeah. Now I'm already like, you know, throw him around a little bit. You know, he's a, he's a durable guy, you know? Yeah. And they're like, right. Tickle him and they respond. Oh yeah. And... Oh, yeah. He loves it. Where, you wanna, where, where like, you wanna go? He's like, I went down. Yeah. Where were you right now? I'm going to go run real quick. But... You're fine. Right, well, let's, let's continue. And, uh, okay. Cool. Um, where were we? Oh yeah. Advertisements. No, it's uh, it's definitely you know it seems like it's the uh, the thing that everybody wants, right? We all want like the FDA to come to their senses and to, you know, oh now you know everything's okay now, or we want the the national government to to legalize it now everything's okay, even if it is already right, but you know mm -hmm. come out and make it easy for us with banking, you know, and and okay we're waiting for for you know. Silicon Valley to, to think it's okay for us and for banks. And as soon as that's fine, then we'll be able to have like a, you know, a successful business. And I'm just like, we're waiting for a lot of things. We're holding our breath for a lot of things there. You know, like we want legislators to actually care about us. Like, you know, I don't know about that one. I don't know if they're ready, you know, talk about stigma, you know, in Washington. Yeah. We got a while on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the FDA, we're waiting for them to, you know, say it's okay, you know, and then open the doors for, for everything. And, I mean, of course, when that happens, when it's everybody's like, oh, OK, now cannabis is fine. You know, everything's fine. There's no problem. As soon as, you know, the pharmaceutical companies have their thing, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, we did research and everything's fine. You know, we can use it all. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, definitely a long way. That's why, you know, everybody's like, well, I wish I could run ads. I'm like, do you really, though? Because, you know, these uh, these big companies are already doing it right. You know, there's already mm -hmm. a handful of big companies that are already running it running ads and you know it's just going to open up the floodgates for for them to be able to do more and more so um mm -hmm. i kind of like where we're at in, in different you know sense but i hear you for sure you know the, yeah. just being able to not being able to talk about the benefits of cbd you know openly being able to tell openly people, yeah you know so um well what do you have you know coming down the you know obviously you have a vision here you've been doing this now for a few years and, uh, you know, what, tell me about your vision for the future. Is there anything exciting you have here coming up with R&R &R Farms? Anything we should be excited about? Um, yeah, I'm trying, I feel like I have so many different things. Um, I mean, obviously we'll continue to grow. Um, you know, and it's funny cause like last year at the end, it was like, I have enough, I have enough to flour to turn to oil and distillate and isolate and stuff for my other products. I technically didn't have to grow this year if I wasn't going to pursue the smokable market. But I'm like, for me to continue working and doing this job, like I needed to have that outlet of my favorite part, you know? So we're, I will always grow. Um, I think it's really important to be connected to the plant. Um, cause that's where it all starts. Um, I definitely want to keep doing events on the farm. We've done some you know, kind of witchy dance stuff around a bonfire in the field. Mm. And yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, we've done a bunch of yoga harvest parties. Um, you know, I think we're trying to turn in and do some, you know, music and food trucks and that kind of stuff. Just get more people out. Yeah. Let people see it, touch it, smell it, feel it, 
oh my God, it's just a plant, you know, kind of help with that um, stigmatism. And then, um, you know, right now we've got a couple of products, um, but I really want to pursue one in particular. Um, I would love to get, you know, obviously it takes investing and, you know, a lot of time and energy behind it. Um, I, but I think there's, there's an opportunity to get behind how CBD can help with sleep um, and some different cannabinoids if you combine them with CBD. Um, you know, so I need a sleep doctor. I need, you know, all these studies and stuff. I, I think that would be really cool because being at farmer's markets and all this stuff, that's the first thing that catches everybody's eye. You know, I have one gummy, it's, you know, for sleep and everybody's like, so tell me about this. Sleep. Oh, yeah. I'm like, like how many people do you know, get great sleep? Like, I don't know very many people like I sleep great. Like I don't need more sleep. Like that's usually everybody's first complaint. Like I didn't sleep well, or I'm tired or, you know, so I think I would love to kind of hone in on that. Um, so hopefully that's in the next, next year. So amazing, amazing, exciting. No, you know, it's good, you know, and then got to start off in those concentric circles, right? You know, there you are, you know, you have this, this space and being able to get your community into it and, being able to build that out and, you know, St. Louis and then building that out from there, you know, across the whole country. So definitely some, uh, some cool stuff. Now, you know, you definitely have uh, uh, a lot of experience here, you know, coming from event planning to now doing this and you be able to transition there and, you know, mom and everything else that goes along with it. Right. So um, entrepreneurship, business owner, I always love asking, you know, how do you define success, whether professionally, personally, spiritually, what does success look like for you? Um, that's a good question. For me, success is waking up excited to do the day. Like, you know, looking back at where I was before I would wake up with heaviness. Um, it was, you know, I was working to live, um, you know, and it's, if you go to any other country in the world, that's not how they operate, you know, but us Americans, like, you know, got to do the grind. And it's like, we've got it backwards, you know, like do something you love so that you can live a great life. And like, you know, I don't need to make a lot of money. I, I think success for me over all, all of those is waking up excited to do the day and knowing that I'm helping somebody is like icing on the cake, you know? Um, I mean, I get to take my kids to quote unquote work with me all the time. There's usually between four and six dogs running around the field with me, you know, it, like that's, I mean, to me, that's heaven. It's, mm -hmm. it's just awesome. So. Well, that's amazing. That's, and that's, is, that is success, right? You know, it's, I remember this, uh, what do you call it? This, uh, San Hebrew Marshall, it's like a story, right? You know, where there's this guy who's got a farming business. And he's got a little, uh, you know, nice little thing and goes and catches his fish every day and goes and sells them. Right. And some guy, some businessman comes and he says, what are you doing? And he says, oh, you know, I got my fish and I got my house and got my, you know, go and do my business. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, you could do so much better. You should be so much bigger. You know, uh, you know, you can go and then you can make this and that and have, why don't you want to double your fish? And he goes, well, why would I do that? And he goes, so then you can buy another boat 
And then you can go and you can buy, you can get more fish, right? You have more area you can go and it will, okay, I guess. And he goes, and then from there, then you can go and you can hire somebody, you know, you don't have to work here and you can buy more fish and more, more boats and everything. And he goes, and it's okay, cool. So I guess what's the only one with that? So, so then you can have your spare time and be able to do what you want to do. And he's like, well, that's what I'm doing now. Right. Like, why do I have to go through all these, all these like yeah. different steps? Right. You know, I think we have uh, skewed ideas of success sometimes. And of course we got to, you know, pay the bills and keep the lights on. And of course we have to, you know, provide and, and be there and, and plan for, for the future and everything. And, and, and it's important, it's important to have, you know, as much, whatever person wants, I think, you know, there's endless resources in the world for us people to do it. You know, that's my worldview, you know, that there's enough to go around for everybody. Right. So whatever goal somebody wants to do, that's, it's there, you know, but also at the end of the day, you know, what are we, doing you know in terms of our family and in terms of the time and, and, and all that fun mm -hmm. stuff so um yeah no I I always am like you know like for what that's always my question like for what am I doing this or yeah you know if, and it's if it's a hard day on the farm like it's for a lot of reasons you know yeah. it's physical health mental health you know customers who I now know by first name and who I'm helping like it's for that like and I love that my kids get to see me work hard, not like just leaving at 7 a.m. and coming home at 7 p.m. working hard. Like they get to physically see me, you know, doing something I love, like, and I want to instill mm -hmm. that in them. So that's it, you know, and being a young dad myself, you know, or I don't say I'm a young dad, but I'm a new dad of a young dad. <laughs> oh, come dad. on, you're young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at a good age. I'm happy with where I'm at, you know, but, uh, <laughs> Um, but point being is, you know, that's something that we think about now, right? That I didn't think about, right? What am I showing my kids, right? How am mm -hmm. I, how am I showing up to work and how am I showing them what they can do, you know, mm -hmm. and there I'm mean, now just seeing him, right? He's a sponge. Everything I do, he's observing and he's applying, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, being able to take your kids out to the farm and showing them what hard work is and showing them, you know, you, I've never met a, uh, you know, one of these farm kids who grew up, uh, you know, kind of uh, messed up, you know, they, they are, they're pretty down to earth people, you know, they're pretty yeah. down to earth people, smart people, you know, work hard and simple, you know, simple hard days work. And, and that's the kind of stuff, you know, it's, uh, you mm -hmm. know, the more sophisticated we get, the more kind of uh, things can creep into our brain and, you know, uh, stuff that later on isn't so good. So, uh, but it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. great, great to hear you know, and, and definitely, uh, you know, excited to hear more good stuff from you coming up in the future. You know, I guess, you know, before we close, how can our listeners find out more about you, um, find out more, more about R&R Farms, buy your products, uh, reach out to you and everything like that? Yeah, um, so we do have a website. It's rrfarms1904.com, um, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And like I said, one, one woman show, I'll answer all of it. So um yeah, we look forward to hearing from people and, you know, happy to share more stories or, you know, I try to put a lot of pictures out there of what we're up to. And, you know, even my daughter out there in her sparkly unicorn dress, you know, playing in the dirt, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> just to try to show how real we are, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's not all Instagrammable, honestly. So well, check everybody, check out r, &R farms, check out uh, the links are here in the uh, description, you know, yeah, it's it's amazing, right? I'm just checking out the uh, the videos on the uh, on the homepage and these drone shots of your farm and uh, really cool stuff. You know, I think we like you said get disconnected so much and we're just like looking at these bottles 
and we forget where the stuff comes from right you know so mm-hmm. uh amazing stuff to hear amazing that not just uh you know if you, you're doing what you enjoy you know you're doing what you enjoy and going from that place of 100 emails a day and now if you get 100 emails a day it's it's a good thing you know and you're happy to answer those things right so totally uh, it's a whole different uh whole different outlook so uh tasha i appreciate you thank you so much for jumping on with me today and thank you everybody for wherever you are listening to us today um thank you so much for making us a part of your day and uh, good luck to you the rest of the year and beyond tasha thank you so much thank you thanks for listening to dank discussions We are so grateful for each and every one of you. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review. We want to continue making dank content you want to hear, so give us some feedback about the topics you want covered. Feel free to reach out to us at grow at calican.com. That's G-R-O-W at C-A-L-A-C-A-N-N dot com. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter for our latest updates.